0: Hey explorers, I don't know if you heard, but I have a new ebook out. Yes, an ebook all about Tokyo Disney Resort. You can get your copy over at tdrexplore.com/ebook. It goes over absolutely everything you need to know about Tokyo Disney Resort from when to visit, how to avoid the crowds, where to stay, how to save money, what to do in the parks, my personal recommendations for food, because, you know, that's very important. Food is very, very important. And there's even practical advice on Japan in general. There's a whole Japan A to Z section. I have recommendations for SIM cards and other fun things for Japan and Tokyo Disney Resort. There's so much stuff in this book. It's 200 pages. Yes, 200 pages. And there's even professionally... professionally I can't even say the word. Professionally... Oh my goodness. <laughs> created maps. Yes. It's a downloadable PDF. You can get it right on our website. Just head over to tdrexport.com/ebook to get your copy and we've sold already. We've already sold over 400 copies. How amazing is that? That is absolutely amazing. So thank you to everyone who's already bought it, but if you haven't bought it, make sure you go buy it. tdrexport.com/ebook. Welcome to episode 124 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and we're coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us on our website, TDRExplore.com, on Twitter and Instagram, at TDRExplore, and also on Facebook, facebook.com slash and I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explore. I am the one who is sleeping endlessly because I finished that ebook and got it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to catch up on sleep. That's what I'm doing.
1: Congratulations, by the way.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was it was a lot of work, but a very rewarding. And I'm so happy that everyone is enjoying it. I really am. <laughs> and joining as always is Patricia.
1: Hey guys what's up i'm I'm checking out chris's new ebook and you should too so if you haven't done it yet check it out um and what have you been up to chris besides uh besides celebrating because it's it's a it's a big accomplishment i know you worked so hard on it for so long
0: oh my goodness i've been yeah well sleeping is one of them as i already mentioned uh, (laughs) i've been just kind of taking it easy actually just Kind of recharging a little bit and getting ready for the next big project, which I'm not going to talk about yet. But got another another trick up my sleeve <laughs> that's going to be coming along shortly or at some point. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We have a very special episode this this episode, don't we?
1: We do. It's actually really cool. Um, So we have a guest. A guest oh, yes. from the land down under. The land down <laughs> un- The land, as he said, as he puts it, the land under the land down under. <laughs> did I say that right? I don't know. Maybe I, I
0: did. <laughs> I think so. I think you did. Yeah. So we're going to be joined uh, later in the show by our good friend Michael. He pledged on Patreon uh, the hundred dollar level, and that gets you a spot on 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 the podcast. You get to hang out with us. We get get to talk about stuff. So he joins us, and we talk about growing up without a Disney park. Which I know Trish doesn't have any experience with, but.
1: (laughs) I kind of want to have the experience. I kind of like wish I could have my memory wiped so I could go to like a Disney theme park without having grown up at Disney theme parks. Because I think that would be kind of like really interesting and cool.
0: Well, I, yeah, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't need my memory wiped. I got to experience that firsthand.
1: (laughs) I can, I can experience it through you guys. And I get, I get to experience it in the interview.
0: Yeah, you do. You do.
1: And no, you guys can too. If you haven't, if you've grown up at Disney theme parks, you can experience it through Chris and Michael.
0: Oh my goodness! It was a fun. It was a fun interview, and we had we had a lot of fun and and hopefully um, somebody else uh, pledges the hundred dollars down the road, and we can also have them on the show. Because that, that was fun. I really enjoyed it. It was good.
1: I just good love fun. talking to other like Disney fans. I think it's really interesting, and you you learn. I don't know. You you learn so much. Like not just like about like other people and other places but you also learn about like different parts of like the disney like fandom which is kind of cool
0: yeah just seeing how it all it's different but the same Mm -hmm. from different parts of the world it's very it's 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 very fun to talk about and also i'm pretty sure you're probably sick of talking with me so it's nice to have someone else (laughs) (laughs) i would never
1: get sick of talking (laughs) with you chris you're the best oh my
0: goodness (laughs) Well, thank you. You are too.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) I think we will keep you around a little bit longer.
1: (laughs) Are you sure? Because I'm sure you must be like, I'm sure not just you. I'm sure the listeners too, they're like really irritated. They're like, no, no, no.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. um, Let's talk about news. We actually got some news. We got a whole
1: bunch of news. This is so exciting.
0: I know. I love it. Uh, Let's, how about we start with USJ, Universal Studios, Japan.
1: I kind of love this news
0: so cool japan is currently on like or on its way no not on its way it's currently happening at universal studios japan until june 24th um but when it started in january not everything was out so we had the final fantasy attraction which we talked about in another episode uh the conan the detective i almost said conan the barbarian but that is a completely different (laughs) (laughs) different franchise um (laughs) and then also Monster Hunter. The only thing missing was Sailor Moon. So we have the Sailor Moon attraction, the 4D attraction started this week at Universal Studios Japan. And I kind of want to go see it.
1: I want to go see it too. I want to go see it and I want the popcorn bucket.
0: There's a because... popcorn Oh my goodness, this popcorn oh. bucket looks like Sailor Moon's outfit.
1: Yeah. It it looks it, it looks like cute. a little handbag.
0: It does. It's, it's really amazing. Is. It is so, oh my goodness! Like I love that USJ is just taking their popcorn bucket level to the next level.
1: Well, we talked about it, like when you were talking about Final Fantasy, they take their merch to like a completely different level, and like uh, like also when we were talking about like the Godzilla. Uh, attraction like a, f- a long time ago, a few episodes like episodes and episodes ago, but like how they like self-reference like Godzilla in the park, you know, and they reference that in the merch. I love that kind of stuff, and they're so good at their merchandising, and um, the New Sailor Moon merch is like no exception. It's just really fun, and um, they they play with the idea a lot. Like you have like hairpins shaped like the little transformation rods, you have the really cute handbag, popcorn bucket, like, it's a lot, it's just really fun, you know? It is. Yeah.
0: And especially if you're a fan of Sailor Moon, like, you definitely have to go check this stuff out. We have it up on the website. Um, They have necklaces, and they have, like, little bow ties and stuff, but they're all themed to the different Sailor Scouts, so it's not just Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. It's all the other Sailor Scouts as well. So there's a lot to choose from so if you have a favorite one well there's merchandise with it there's even hairband or headbands now uh, with the bows from the different yeah. uh, scouts and there's socks that match and there's a luna purse care purse case drawstring bag and a t-shirt and mugs and just everything oh my goodness and towels.
1: <laughs> and to- because There's you a- need towels, of course. Because it's almost summer. Okay, Chris is like, no, it's not almost summer. And no, the listeners are like, like it's it. not almost summer. But summer is coming, right? It is coming little slowly. And you can use slowly. those towels in the summer.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then also, um, the updated version of Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey is now in operation.
1: Heck, yeah. I want to ride that.
0: And what... The- And so I I bet everyone's asking, Chris, what does that mean? What do you you mean? Updates. Um, There's no more 3D glasses because before you had to wear 3D glasses. Those are now gone. Uh, The screens are much clearer and crisp. Mm -hmm. And the effects are more intense. So there's some fire and ice effects. And apparently these are supposed to be more intense. We can always
1: use more fire.
0: Of course, (laughs) yeah. Can never say no to more no. fire, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a nice little update for Harry Potter. Something that I wasn't really expecting them to do, but hey, yeah, they did I'm it.
1: surprised because they really didn't need to. I feel like their attraction, like in terms of like the screen quality, was al- already like pretty high. So it's great. It's great that they continue to improve it. Like even though you know, no, like there's not like any big problems with it. So go USJ. Yeah, it was
0: it was a 4K 3D. Yeah. Before. It was, that so it was, it was, was just, pretty
1: crisp before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now it's just 4K? 8K? I don't know. I think it's 4K something. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. They haven't said, but oh my goodness. How crazy would it be if they made it 8K? Because I know 8K <laughs> is a thing here in Japan now.
1: Yes. Do it. Maybe they'll oh do it. God. Maybe they'll do it like next year or something. <laughs> uh,
0: who knows? Who knows? Um, and then coming back to Tokyo, uh, we have the Easter event that's starting on March 27th. Yay. That's going to be so, fun. That's going to be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and just as a reminder, there is no Easter event at Tokyo Disneyland. I know a lot of people have been asking that. Um, that is because the 35th anniversary starts on April 15th. So there was no Usatama on the run, unfortunately, this year. Kind of sad, but that's okay. We, we've got a whole bunch sad. of new stuff.
1: We're going to get a new We're, parade. And it's a small world that's coming back. Yay!
0: Yeah, finally. It's been down for a year.
1: I know, I know, I know. Like, not everybody loves "It's a Small World," but I kind of love it. I kind of love it, and I'm just happy to see it back.
0: <sighs> Chris is like, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will ride it. Don't worry, I'll ride it because we we have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and for those that uh, haven't heard, uh, the it's a it's a small world. is being updated. They're adding forty over forty Disney characters to it, and everything. It's going to be similar to the other updated versions of It's a Small World at other Disney parks like Hong Kong. Um, Because our version was not, never received any updates since it opened. Like, it had, like, you know, they fixed it up and everything, but there was nothing really changed since it first opened, so.
1: And I didn't mind it. It, It's something kind of cool to keeping it retro, too, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Are the, the uh, baby clothing store has finally reopened.
1: I went and, there. Yeah,
0: and it's called the Little Taylor Shop now in Fantasyland. Yeah, it's cute. It's so uh, it's in the old, it? It's in
1: the location where Baby Mine used to be. So same yeah. location. If you knew where that was, and you you were like, oh, I loved buying baby clothes there, but I can't anymore. You you can because it's just um it's rethemed, um it's super cute. Um it's like themed to the 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 brave little tailor. And um, this cute little Mickey stuff. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to In the Parks because I actually had some baby shopping to do. Uh, oh. But yeah, super cute. Go check it out. It's right behind the castle, so you can't miss it in oh. Fantasyland.
0: And then in sadder news. So oh, sadder, sad. Sadder, so sadder, news, sadder. sadder news. Sad news. Sad news. No, it's not in sadder. Sad news. <laughs> 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 that that was a really bad segue on my part. I apologize. <laughs> uh, in sad news, Mini Oh Mini, the stage show, comes to an end on March 19th.
1: No! So,
0: it's gone. I'm sorry. It's so sad. But don't worry. We do have a new show coming in this summer to take its place. But until then, <laughs> there's nothing there.
1: I do worry, because they haven't had a good track record with shows lately.
0: <laughs> well... We can hope. We can hope.
1: I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I love the Mino yeah. Mini.
0: Me too. <laughs> um, and then, so this is news like a, a lot of people are very excited for. Um, there is now a new permanent Pokemon cafe at Tokyo Station. It's the world's first. World's first. So all the Pokemon cafes anywhere else have been like temporary ones or pop up shops. So there is now. One that will be open all the time at Tokyo Station. Um, just opened this week, actually. And they're taking reservations only on, online. Um, but I, I'm thinking after a certain period of time, you could just kind of show up. I they're, would they're imagine. Just...
1: Yeah. Because this list, like it looks like it's really made it for like the end goal of inbound tourism. So I imagine they're going to make it easier in the future. To to sign up for it once the overall excitement dies down, right?
0: Yeah, the rush. Yeah, because Pokemon is very popular here, of course. Because, you know, Pokemon was born in Japan. So, very popular. There's... The food is ridiculously cute. We could talk about this forever. Just go over to the website. You'll see it on the front page. Some of this food is ridiculously cute. Oh, my goodness. Go
1: check it out. Because, yeah, seriously. And they have so many different kinds of dishes, which I was really surprised by.
0: Yeah, because the the, the the pop-up ones in the past have had, like, four, four or five dishes mm-hmm. to choose from. This is, like, a full menu. Yeah. There's desserts. There's hamburgers. There's uh, rice casseroles, the doria, the curry.
1: There's decoration EV lattes.
0: And Jigglypuff cheesecake. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and Pikachu Latte, Eevee Latte, and there's a Gengar Frozen Smoothie. What?
1: I didn't see that. Okay, I need that. Yeah. I love Gengar. I love all the ghost Pokemon.
0: And, yeah, and like all the different Eevee Evolution uh, floats. So there's like a Flareon, a Jolteon, a Vaporeon. It's just, they really they really outdid themselves. And it, it, it looks gorgeous. It looks really gorgeous. So I'm going to have to go, of course. So I'm going to try and go at some point. I got to take
1: my mother-in-law. Do you know my mother-in-law is like a secret Pokemon master? Really? Yes. <laughs> she goes Why? all over Tokyo collecting the all those Pokemon. She has like all of them. I mean, she doesn't oh have goodness. the international ones yet. But dude, Chris, she is like, she battles at the gyms. She gets all the rare Pokemon. I think she has like a Mew. I don't know how she does it. It's like craziness so i have to take that her to the cafe crazy.
0: yeah yeah yes oh my goodness do it i will do it do it, do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have to report back on the podcast once we go
0: yes yes you will uh, all right so uh in the parks well for me i didn't do anything in the parks because i was a little busy with the book launch so uh didn't go to the parks but uh trish i know you you've gone so you went to the baby store.
1: Yeah, for once. I went, like, a lot. I went to the baby oh. store because I had to go, I had to um, shop for a baby present. But then I got to the baby store and some of my, like, favorite baby stuff, because, you know, merch changes, was not there. I was like, no! So, like, one of the things I really wanted to get, and maybe it's seasonal, maybe it comes out in the summer. Um, they have, like, this baby, I don't know, you You know, I've had a baby and I don't know what these things are called, if it's, like, called a chew toy or a teething something or a rattle. Anyway, it was shaped like the popsicles that they sell in the parks, which is amazing. And they didn't have it. So I was like super bummed. And then the other stuff was like, it looked like stuff that you could buy anywhere, like any department store that sells Disney things. You know, it wasn't like super park, park related. And the things that were park related weren't like my cup of tea. So I went to Disney Sea after that and I got the little Duffy baby set instead. Because you can only oh, get that at Disney Sea, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that's kind of fun. That's a, a nice little gift, right? Um, and then for White Day, we went to the park. My son and I went because um, my husband told us last minute, so it was like super bummy when I went. He's like, "Yeah, we're having dinner at Miracosta," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, ha, ha, thanks, sweetie. I'm not wearing a lot of makeup. I'm not dressed." super nice and just super casual but that's okay let's go and um so my son is like let's go inside disney sea because we haven't been for a long time and i want to see he wanted to see the pixar stuff he wanted to see the big ball and stuff so we went and we took some pictures and we walked around for a little bit and then we met up for dinner and we had dinner at um silk road which is um one of the restaurants inside of the hotel um and we had the pixar course menu dinner, which uh, you have to have two people to order it. You can't order it if you're one person. So we ordered that as a couple and my son ordered a few dishes um, for himself and he wanted the Pixar souvenir, a non-alcohol cocktail cup. So he got that. And then he got another one for his grandmother. So we did that, we did a dinner and the dinner was really, really lovely. Um, You can't go wrong with the hotel dining. Um, I think we've talked about this in the past. Like at Ambassador um, Empire Grill is amazing. The Japanese restaurant there is like fantastic. It's super pricey, but it's like fat, fat, like so so good. Um, at um, the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, they have the, what is it, Kana, which is really, really modern and beautiful. And um, at Miracostum, uh, our favorites are Oceano for course dining. And then Silk Road is also really, really lovely. So, um, And they all have different themes menus depending on the park events going on. And um, the one for Pixar at this uh, restaurant was kind of like Nemo themed. So they had that kind of like theming going on in the menu.
0: Ooh
1: yeah it was really nice um that sounds
0: nice yeah it does
1: it really was and it's it's um he was he was able to get a reservation like he did this last minute i'm like you're the worst you gotta give us like some kind of warning and he's like but he got i think he i think he got it the same day i'm not sure so he was able to get the reservation for all three of us and so we had a nice little family dinner uh because it, it was not just white day but it was also our wedding anniversary
0: Oh, congratulations.
1: Thank you. Or
0: thank happy you, anniversary.
1: We're still married. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. That's a positive. For yeah, now. there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then what else? Uh oh, at at um Xperia. I saw Coco. Or remember <gasps> me, as they say in <gasps> Japanese. Finally. Yes, finally. Finally. It was so good.
0: Alright, so really quick, what did you think?
1: I loved it. I loved it. I you know. For as much as I bitch about Pixar being at Disney I love, love, love Pixar movies, and this is no exception. I, it was amazing.
0: It, yeah, it was. It's such a well, it's such a well done movie. It
1: really is.
0: I don't know if I'll see it in theaters here because I saw it once.
1: Go see it again. When I
0: was in Australia. Oh, I just actually I, I never mind. That's a lie. I, I, I'm going to go see it because I want to see the, the Frozen short. <laughs>
1: okay, not going to lie, and I love Frozen. Not the frozen show was, was okay.
0: Uh, I know. Well, I'll go anyway. Whatever. And I'll, I love I'm Frozen.
1: Gonna, you know, I'm like, yay! Frozen event is coming. I'm like the only one that like, is excited. Frozen show was I'll do it, anyway. it was all right. It, I mean, uh, yeah, it was okay. It had its Fair moments. Enough. It had its moments.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Okay, cool. So next we have a very special guest michael morton he's joining us from australia and he supported us on patreon with the hundred dollar level and that gets you the covenant guest spot on the show so welcome michael
2: thank you chris thank you trish
0: (laughs) yeah and trish is here too yay michael (laughs) thank you so yes thank you very much for 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 your pledge and it does it, it does help the show it really does so thank you so much for that um so what we're going to talk about today is uh, growing up without a Disney park. Uh, for myself, and I know for you, Michael, since you're from Australia, there is no Disney park in Australia. <laughs> no. And for me growing up in the middle of Canada, no Disney park. And But Trish, Trish was a little spoiled.
1: Oh no, see, we and we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. I don't know which is better because if you live far away from a Disney park, it kind of makes it more special in a way, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that's true. I guess cuz it's you kind of save up the money to go and it's, you know, there's like there's all the planning that goes into it and the build right? up and the excitement. Yeah. And all that
1: you do like those countdowns, and you're like, "Oh my god, we're going to Disney!" Yeah, <laughs> but if you like live, you know, if you have like an annual pass, or you live like somewhat close by that you can drive up, it's like, "All right, Disney!" And it's like, "Meet me, me at the People Mover," and it's like more like a like a normal thing, you know what I mean? So it's not as like exciting, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like- yeah. <laughs> well, now, like- what do you
1: think, Michael?
2: I don't agree with that to be honest. I just.
1: You're like, no, I just want to live nearby.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially when it's the long waits between trips, it's just agonizing.
1: True, true. And and how far are you from the your nearest Disney park?
2: Hong Kong's the nearest, but I've never gone there, so I don't know how long it would take to get there. Hmm.
0: You're
2: going to make a trip. Hong Kong is awesome. I'm planning to go there very soon.
0: <laughs> go there I, and see all the crazy construction that's going on right now at that park.
2: I've got to see Mystic Manor.
0: Yes, oh my goodness. Yes. I've
2: wanted to see that for the longest
0: time. You need to see that. For sure. Oh my goodness. We yeah, we like gush on the on it every time we talk about it. Any chance we get, we gush about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um Michael, you so okay, all right. So, you live in Australia, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and down in Tasmania, correct?
2: Yep, the land down under. To the land down under.
0: <laughs> so that, so that's. That's not like,
2: a thing here. I'm gonna make it one
0: day. <laughs> so that's. We need a shirt. So that's like the furthest south you can get in Australia.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, all right. So, like, if you want to go to Disneyland in California, about how long would that take?
2: I'd say somewhere in the vicinity of sixteen to nineteen hours. I. Oh my goodness. Haven't added oh. it up.
0: So, and that, and that's just to California, not. Not Orlando.
2: No, that would be like over a day of travel. Oh my
0: goodness. That is is very far. That is very far. I will never ever complain about my five and a half hour trip to Hong Kong from Tokyo or my two and a half hour trip to Shanghai. I'll never complain about it again. So if anyone hears me complain, you can call me out on it.
1: We'll send the complaints to to michael and michael will be like chris what are you talking about
0: <laughs> yes yes hold me accountable
2: <laughs> that airline flight, particularly, particular is brutal like
0: oh my goodness i can't imagine I, i've never been on a flight that long
2: it's it's hard well look
1: i have to go home with my child okay when my child was a baby 16 plus hours 16 18 hours depending on the transfer time Oh and it's so hard it's so hard <laughs> just to get home to florida from japan it's it's not an, it's not no airplanes children travel even at disney's at the end it's not it's not um a happy thing <laughs> right
0: oh my goodness i yeah oh i can't even imagine like for like for me to fly back home to canada um 11 12 hours tops and that's including like a layover like a short layover so it's not that bad
1: it's not too bad it's not no, too bad it's
0: not it's not so i can't i can't complain too too much i'm, I'm a little lucky in that in that sense <laughs> but uh so okay so we're we're okay. talking about growing up without a disney park so we got so we got some some topic questions to to go through
1: yay question time okay quiz time so we're gonna start with Michael and then Chris uh you can answer after him and um our first question is when was the first time you went to a theme park and um what was it was that theme park Disney and if it wasn't Disney then what was the first time that you went to a Disney park
2: so the first time I went to a theme park I couldn't possibly remember it I was only a few months old
0: <laughs> really wow
2: Sea <laughs> SeaWorld no relation to the US parks on the Gold Coast My parents lived there for many years, and they saw the rise of the feed parks there.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. So they went all the
2: time and took me and my older sister along.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: Lots of cute baby pictures there.
2: Yeah, there's a few cute pictures hanging around.
0: (laughs) I love that. That is awesome. I love. I, I went to Sea I think twice on the Gold Coast. Now I, I wanted to try the like Tron like roller coaster. Or like uh, I don't know what to call Storm. it. Yeah, that. Yeah. I went. I, I went and rode on that just just to say i Could
2: you should have seen what was there before Storm?
0: Oh my goodness! What was it? What was it?
2: It was Bermuda Triangle with a Aussie built dark ride.
0: Oh, that's weird. And it was phenomenal. Was it? Oh, okay.
2: How cool. Yeah, such as there were several cool effects, and at the very end, the ride vehicle would go backwards, and you'd go in a room that would flood, and all the columns would shake. What? And then you'd go up a lift hill, and a volcano would erupt actual fire above you. Oh, wow. Yes! It was epic. That's just why every time uh. I see Mount Prometheus at DisneySea... Impressive, uh-huh. but SeaWorld did it first.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 fighting words. Them's fighting words.
2: It was a great little attraction. And apparently, it's still open at Movie Park in Germany, I've heard.
1: We... Oh, so we can check it out there yeah. if you ever want to experience I, it. That's I want to cool. go to Europe
2: just to experience it because I only got up a Bermuda Triangle once.
0: Oh, that's interesting, the whole thing with Germany because I know, I, I believe it was Movie World in Australia and also the, another theme park in Germany had the, the Gremlins ride, the Gremlins yeah, Dark Ride. Yeah, we had
2: that here as well.
0: Oh my, I missed that. I I, I, wanted, I wanted to go on that for like, because I, I heard about it like years ago. And like,
2: it's been gone for a very long time.
0: Yeah, I know. It's Aww. been gone forever. And I remember hearing about it like ages ago and Gremlins is like, one of my favorite movies so I've always like I wanted to go but obviously I can't anymore but yeah
2: and here's the thing if you didn't know what made those interesting in Australia they picked it was Gremlins plus Beetlejuice because apparently what? Beetlejuice was popular here
1: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I wasn't there for it
2: <laughs> and in Germany it was Gremlins and get ready for this Elf Elf oh my god
0: <laughs> Elf that is amazing
2: why because alpha is popular in germany
0: fair enough i'm fair surprised
2: enough. david Hasselhoff didn't sneak in this at some point
0: <laughs> um all right so That's great. so michael uh, what, what, what was your first disney park
2: dca I, like uh? I share a birthday with dca really and really? no, I'll fight for it. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. the 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 first incarnation of DCA was.
2: I'm not defending that.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So your first DCA—that's a very strange choice.
1: And 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 you still stayed a Disney fan. That's a good. That's
2: impressive. Well, from my perspective, it was a huge step up, mostly from the Aussie parks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say. Arts were generally better themed at the time, but Soaring was, which was my first Disney ride. Mm-hmm. Just flashes every Australian theme park ride. It was a revelation.
0: Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: right. Soaring is soaring, right? Yeah, That's true. So okay, I had to yeah. look cool. at it,
2: at the perspective mm-hmm. that I experienced. I slowly went up. saved the best for last. So it just kept getting better. <laughs> and you could go to the original Disneyland as well. The reason we did DCA first was because we only had a day to do both parks, and there's obviously more to do at Disneyland than DCA, particularly back then. Mm-hmm. I was 13, yeah. and it was 2007.
0: Okay. Oh, so wow. so you did both parks in one day? Is what you is what you did? Yeah.
2: N- not a good idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm and yeah and like and like like definitely now it's probably not a good idea there's so much to do at dca 2.0 oh
1: now it'd be impossible right
0: yeah and they keep it and they keep keep adding stuff so there you go
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. at
2: the time i think it was because we're gonna go to walt disney world which was the big one that's where all our days were
0: (laughs) fair enough
1: disney world yeah
2: and and that was something we all kind of grew to regret later because there was more we wanted to do at the original disneyland that we missed
1: And um, Chris, what about you? When was the first time you went to um, a theme park in general and your first Disney theme park, if if that wasn't your first theme park? Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So I I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, So back home, there's no theme parks. Uh, Like, well, Canada does have theme parks, but like where I grew up back in Saskatchewan, theme parks aren't a thing. But uh, what we did have every summer... Uh, We called them the exhibition, which I think is called County Fairs in America. Uh, Uh, So, you know, traveling, you know, they would set up rides and everything. And, um, you know, it it was there for like a week or whatever. And you got to go on these thrill rides and stuff. I lived for that as a kid. Like, I was so excited to go to those. Like, I could barely Mm -hmm. sleep the night before. Like, it was bigger than Christmas for me back then um I would always get my mom to like drive me by like drive me by the uh, fairground so I can watch them put up the rides and like see them test it and like watch the lights and everything like I was just so mesmerized by it it was amazing and so like I did that every summer we always went to the fair and (laughs) really quickly there was a time (laughs) where um and my mother is gonna my mother is probably gonna have her jaw drop when she hears the story um i was on this attraction called the zipper when i was younger i don't know oh. how old i was i must have been eight at the time yeah. and um well the teenager that put me in it did not harness me in good enough and no. thankfully this is a closed attraction like like you're actually inside uh. this like cage so it starts yeah. going uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain but if you if you just go google it,
1: it's the one that you yeah, around, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. yeah. It? So
0: if you if you just go Google the zipper, you'll see exactly what I mean. And as soon as the ride started, and we started flipping, I fell out of my seat. <gasps> and I was no! falling around inside this cage. And there's this <laughs> other girl with me beside me. And she was strapped in just fine. But I was t- like tumbling around inside. And we were both screaming <laughs> to like stop the ride. And they didn't <laughs> hear us. And then I ended up. um I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Problem Child um there's a scene in that movie where everyone on a ride starts to you know up chuck oh no <laughs> so i did that and it went like everywhere and it was like the worst experience of my life probably at that like at that point and to this oh. day i still remember it but i still love theme park oh. theme park rides
2: <laughs> i'm not sure i would after that
0: <laughs> oh my goodness I am so sorry mom I know she's listening and she's probably really thinking yeah I don't know but anyway she's gonna um, come to
2: Japan and bring you home right now to keep you away from these unsafe theme parks
0: <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um, so, oh my god but that's a crazy story it is I know and like I don't know why that didn't deter me I don't know why I don't know I guess, I, I mean, I guess I'm i like a really determined person I don't know
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I... I mean, the looking back, it's, it's you know, you can
0: laugh, about laugh it. now. <laughs> at the know. time, At no. the time,
1: it must have been terrifying. Yeah,
0: it was. It, I, I remember I was pretty scared. I was pretty scared. <laughs> um, but as for my first theme park, um, I actually went to, there's a theme park in Canada called Marine Land. And they have, um, like, there's a roller coaster and other, like, you know, theme park staples. Um, mm-hmm. And I was probably about 12 at the time. And I remember we went to that, and we we went on the roller coaster, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, Cool. And then as for a Disney park, my first Disney park was not until 2010 when I graduated university, (laughs) and it was Walt Disney World. We went there for a week. It was a graduation present for me, and that kind of started the whole love of Disney parks for me, was that trip back in 2010. And look where we are now.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. So, okay. And so you said you were kind of like enthralled with these um, exhibitions, ca- like county fairs. Um, uh, so that's where you kind of like, beca- well, I don't know. Can you say you became a fan after the experience or what What kind of like, what kind of made you um, this time we'll start with Chris, because I want to kind of follow up from the the last story. Like what, what kind of grew this love of theme parks with you? Because that's like kind of like a horrific experience, but you still kind of kept that like kind of like wonder and that feeling of fun that comes with theme parks. So what what kind of like uh, what kind of sparked you with that?
0: Um, I think for me, it was probably uh, like thinking about it. It was this like escape, this a temporary escape. And back home, Mm -hmm. you know, it was really tough to like find those kind of things. So getting to see, like, these these pretty lights at night and, you know, going on these attractions, you know, like that, you know, you would get that shot of adrenaline, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think that was part of it, just being able to have this temporary escape, even as a kid. It was just something I just, I always looked forward to. And then once I grew older, then, you know, I knew there was other theme parks in other parts of the world. Or like other parts of Canada and stuff. And I thought, well I wanna go I wanna do these because they like these are permanent things. These aren't just you know, something that comes up for a week and then leaves. So I was just like always really intrigued by that, I think. And then of course once you move to Disney Parks, well we can talk about this forever, but I'll keep it short. But of course Disney Parks with their the level, of quality of service, the theming, um, how they pull at the heartstrings and all that stuff. Like Disney parks are like the whole package for me. Yeah,
1: it's like a, a different level, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and what what about you, Michael? What what kind of sparked your uh, love uh, of theme parks? Well, it's pretty simple.
2: My parents took me all the time, so I probably would have been a fan. But what particularly sparked my interest was the first movie I ever saw was Back to the Future. When I was five years old, I saw a promotion for Back to the Future Varied. That's it, I'm sold. And that's yeah. the part I really love, particularly the dark ride, the ability to go some, experience something that shouldn't possibly be real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It still thrills me every time I experience it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because you're, you, you become a part, like a temporary part of this other world,
2: right? Yeah, it just feels like anything can happen. I went on a dark ride the other day that I hadn't been on, mm-hmm. And the anticipation is still what's going to happen, because it feels like anything can happen. It's not yeah. like reality where we're set by the rules of reality. Mm. We could see guys, we could... And on this ride, the roof was really low as well, which made it all the more threatening.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Okay, uh, Trish? Yeah? I want to ask you.
1: Oh, me? Yeah,
0: so... Why are you a fan of theme parks? Besides castle shows.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Castle shows are a big part of it. <laughs> uh, part of it. <laughs> um, part of it's like uh, I'm pretty sure brainwashing, um, since we we went so often as kids. You know, it's kind of like something hardwired, like this nostalgia hardwiring. But I also like this um, uh, this idea of like artificiality, like this artificial world where everything is is fake but you're in the story of this fake world there's something very appealing to that like i i, I think it, it's kind of like um like it, both in like both in the way that disney wants you to think of it like or theme parks want you to think of it like oh it's an escape it's it's magical it's whatever but also it's kind of like a, a twisted world so there's kind of like a darker side to it which i'm also kind of like attracted to you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And, and chris is like no <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but honest. yeah. So I'm kind of like I'm, I'm kind of like interested in that, you know. um So yeah, I think I think that that kind of like this artificial this artificiality is kind of like really interesting.
2: I love it. That. Is ultimately <laughs> the greatest illusion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, and you've got you've got you're surrounded by by sights, you're surrounded by sound, you're surrounded by people acting, you know, like they're on a stage, and um, like theme parks like Disney or Universal kind of like really take it up to like another level, but like um, you know, but yeah, you feel like you're part of, of something else, you know, like this temporary story.
0: I love that. That's that is such a good answer. Jesus, <laughs> I want to. Really? Do, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I don't
1: know. It's a little rambling, maybe. <laughs>
2: <That's okay. laughs> Particularly um, at the Tokyo Park.
1: Oh yeah, the Tokyo Par- yeah, and the Tokyo parks have their own vibe, right? Yeah,
2: especially Journey to the Center of the Earth, it's just even the backstage tour, their themed for a little bit afterwards.
1: Oh yeah, I love it. And like when like when you um like a tower of terror when you walk out, um that background music that they have playing is so beautiful and you only hear it as you're exiting the ride. It's 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 just like uh, it's so immersive and and so like fantastical, right? Yep. And Disney Sea is just, like like you said, a different level. Like, if you look under the bridge where nobody would ever look, it's painted and it's themed. You know, any other theme park, it'll stop where your vision is, like, after your vision stops, right? But Disney Sea, you can look in those little nooks and crannies and it continues, you know?
2: Yeah, I love. Last trip, I had a lot of days, and I just love searching to see any hidden details I could find. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even notice the big stuff. I never noticed this big in Haunted Mansions Extended Queue. The grill in the mm-hmm. Extended Queue, the part that covers the electrical, it's fully mm-hmm. beamed. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't notice that for the longest time.
0: Oh my goodness, really? I didn't know that. Hmm.
2: Just look down that time know. at the meetup last year. I pointed out to a few people, and they never noticed it either.
0: All those, all those little, those little details add up. They really do
2: hmm oh absolutely. God. I particularly <laughs> love in one of the windows in the American Waterfront, there's a Robin Blind literacy agent.
1: Yes! <laughs> and it's, it's like like little, and then like if you sit down like on the park bench, like there's like a music studio on one of them and you can hear the people practicing,
0: you oh, know, yeah, in yeah. the background. I love, I love hearing that, I really do.
2: You can hear the taxidermist as well? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm an amateur lover, so I don't know why I noticed that one in particular, but I did. <laughs> it's true
0: where's that is that in in the american waterfront
2: yes for your pleasure
0: oh my goodness (laughs) i don't know how do i know i don't know how i didn't know that i'm terrible there's
1: always more to explore the the thing is no it's not terrible because there's so many details they actually have a book backstage where cast members can look through it, and it has like every little point in the park has a backstory. And these are backstories that most people will never hear, they'll never know, but it exists. And that's incredible.
2: how does one go about getting this book? Become a cast member.
1: That's like my dream, (laughs) is to like somehow obtain a copy of it, right?
0: (laughs) It's probably under Lock and Key. Well, (laughs) Lock and Key broken. broken.
1: (laughs) We need a part-time job so we can be cast members and, like, like we need somebody with a photographic memory to get a part-time job and then kind of, like, rewrite it later.
2: You can't look at me, I don't know Japanese. <laughs> no! you don't think the book would be like... Oh,
0: my goodness. Okay, um, so, well, okay. so like, like, since we're talking about, like, you know, details of Tokyo Disney Resort, why don't we just ask the question, why do you love... Tokyo Disney Resort. And we can kind of do like a round table type of, type of thing. How's that? Okay. Yeah. So, Michael, you go first. Why do you love Tokyo Disney Resort? Since that's what we mainly talk about here.
2: <laughs> it ties into the greater Disney in general. When I went for the first time, the idea that, you, that Disney would go to such lengths to create these worlds that shouldn't exist just blew my mind. I particularly love that escape from reality.
0: Yeah, it's, al- it's always nice having that, Yeah, you know, that you know temporary escape as i mentioned before like the whole thing with me and the and the whole like summer fairs that would come through it was it was it was that nice escape and disney does it so well and tokyo disney resort takes it to a whole whole other level oh my god oh all right okay so michael i'm gonna ask you an extra question i'm guessing out of the two parks disney sees your pick like yeah. The best one, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, uh, it's hard to that's... pick
2: between Disney Sea and the original Disneyland,
0: <laughs> okay, fair neat. enough. Mm. Mm. But we'll, yeah, just for simplicity's sake, we'll, we'll stick with Tokyo Disney Resort, otherwise, we'll yeah. be here forever comparing <laughs> contrasting everything. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right, so at Disney Sea, what is your favorite port?
2: It has to be Mysterious Island.
0: Oh, me too. Oh,
1: it's the best port, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, fantastic.
2: There's so little backstage you can see back there with most lands. If you're really searching, you can find something. Mm -hmm. But with Mysterious, it's really hard. Particularly Journey to the Center of the Earth. I can only pick on one thing that might ruin the illusion a little. Oh yeah, yeah, what is it?
1: What is it? Yeah, what is Uh, it? You
2: you can see the unload station Uh, from the load one. uh, Oh. And, (laughs) And the going down illusion isn't the most convincing. (laughs) oh boy they do a brilliant job behind the fact you're actually going up
1: Uh, what about
0: you chris okay (laughs) um so why do i love tokyo disney resort disney in itself as we mentioned many times already like disney has that escape it has that um that um feeling of nostalgia of course because most of us grew up with disney movies of some sort we all seen a dis like disney movies um so, there's that aspect of it. And um, and then being able to experience these worlds, you know, like see them come to life is f- fantastic, I think. Um, but for Tokyo Disney Resort in particular, I think the way the Japanese have handled it, the way OLC has handled it, um, of course, this is debatable, <laughs> um, but uh, just the way everything's executed at Tokyo Disney Resort, I think is just so top notch. Like I just I love quality of service and I believe Tokyo Disney Resort really delivers that quality of service down to you know how the cast members interact um, with park guests to the 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 painstaking detail that went into Tokyo Disney Sea. It's just like all these little things just add add up to create this world that is just phenomenal in my opinion.
1: And which is your favorite, Disney Sea or Disneyland?
0: I'd have to go with Sea, Disney Sea. And just like Michael, I'm going to have to go with Mysterious Island.
2: <laughs>
0: kind of a cop out, like but it. hey, I love Mysterious it's
2: Island. A it's, so it's a 200 foot volcano that erupts fire. There's not really much of a debate.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty true. <laughs> so I saw so Trish...
2: one design thing somewhere, mm-hmm. no other park icon feels so alive the way it erupts its shake. Oh, oh, yeah, for yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not mine. Quite. I don't know where I got it, but somewhere.
0: And so, Trish, same question to you.
1: So, like, so growing up Disney, I just you know Disney in general is, is great, right? Um, and then uh, what drew me to Tokyo Disney Resort was, um, especially. Uh, I know I think no things have changed a lot recently, but like things being just so over the top, right? So for example, like a theme park like Disney Sea, it's so over the top. It's like beyond, it's really beyond your expectations of what even a Disney theme park should be, right? In terms of detail, um, in terms of theming, in, in terms like, like just like the little stories behind everything and the design it's, it's amazing. And, And this is made by people, you know, really creative people, um, And then it's things that they used to do like in the past, like uh, for example, the castle shows, which are like just so entertaining and fun and um, things like the countdown party. Like what is that? That you have a countdown party where you have all the parade floats from all year. And this is back when they used to do different events every year and they, it would be an hour long parade you know and they would rearrange it and they make new music arrangements and it's it was like this insane party and i know like the getting to the party was difficult uh because it, it was it was that that's it was a little scary i'm not going to lie but once you're there and once you're enjoying it 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 was just like uh something you'll never experience anywhere else right or like for the 15th anniversary where they had this castle show where at the end mickey would show up i think it it was on a birthday cake or something And for one day, one day only, they had um, for Donald's birthday, Donald shows up on the cake and they changed the show only for that day. Like those really special temporary experiences that are like unexpected and just over the top and just like, oh, my gosh, is this really happening like that kind of a feeling? And then I would say for today, um, something that they're still really, really good at is consistency. So any other Disney theme park in the world you go to, maybe um, cast members are in generally are generally happy, right? But every once in a while, you get somebody who's a, a little cranky or someone who's like having a tough day, of course, because people are people, right? It's it's hard; it's a hard job. Um, but at Tokyo Disney Resort, it's very consistent. People uh, there, you don't see you don't if, if someone's having a bad day, you don't see it. Um, they, they cover it very well. People always have a smile. Um, they have that Japanese hospitality, that omotenashi, and, um, that the level of of keeping the quality level consistent is very, very good at Tokyo Disney Resort. And, and that's very impressive because it's not easy to do.
0: No, it's not.
1: Um, (laughs) It's not, it's not, you know, and, and, you know, like if you've ever worked, you know, any job you've worked at, you have up days and down days and, 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 and like, it's they just do a really really good job of consistent happy you're in the dream world kind of like a feeling right?
0: Yeah, that is very important. <laughs> very important. Um, oh, Michael, uh, you mentioned something like I think a few minutes ago, know, ten minutes ago or something about there's this dark ride you're talking about. Um, that's down there in Australia. I, th- I think you're hinting at it a little bit.
2: Yeah. Oh, the Matthew Brady Dark Ride.
0: Where, where's this?
2: It's in Launceston, so right near me.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Yeah, we have a theme park in Tasmania. You figure that one out. We have a population <laughs> yeah. of around 500,000 to 600,000. God, I don't I ain't wrong there. I didn't look it up. <laughs> yeah, but so, somehow yeah. we have a theme park.
0: There's a theme park down there. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so um, very quickly, explain this Dark Ride, because I'm very intrigued.
2: I wanted to ride for the longest time, and I used this podcast as an excuse to finally pay the twenty-two dollars fifty to ride it.
0: <laughs> twenty-two dollars fifty, really? Per ride. Oh my goodness! Aww. It better have been phenomenal. I hope
2: it was interesting. It was really interesting. You got to set your expectations way down because this is a theme park in Tasmania.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: But, but with those expectations, but at that level, it blew me away. Just how good it was. Oh. It was phenomenal. I want to experience it again and again, but it cost twenty just... dollars fifty per ride. <laughs> Can you describe it for us? Yeah, it's about Matthew Brady, who was a bush ranger here. If for those who, do, who don't know what bush rangers are, essentially outlaws in Australia during the colonial oh. days.
0: Oh, I was thinking like police officers or something. <laughs> no,
2: no, police officers didn't like the didn't like bush rangers. The most infamous oh, being Ned Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, so, and, and so what what happens? Yeah. If this is about Disney, I would say it's a disjointed mess. Because it's a, it's supposed mm. to be about Matthew Brady, but then there's ghosts, and it's back to Matthew Brady, and then it's back to ghosts again.
1: It's <laughs> got ghosts and yeah. a bush ranger. This is amazing.
2: Yeah. Parts of it dragged a bit too long, but it's just really... But it's still phenomenally well... The pieces that are there are phenomenal. They just need to be better arranged. I'm trying to describe so how it starts off. You see there... That the police are after Matthew Brady, who was a mm-hmm. real bushranger, who was the gentleman bushranger. He didn't, he was a gentleman. He didn't kill anyone. He didn't do anything inappropriate towards anyone. Oh, great. He even kicked out the cannibal when he found out he was a cannibal. Oh. That's the thing about, and he was and this guy wasn't the only cannibal. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, and wait, where did the ghosts,
1: where did the ghosts come in?
2: Well, it's a bit confusing. I don't know why they were there. The first one was Alexander Pierce, <laughs> was his name, the cannibal. And he talked about how he found humans more delicious now.
0: Oh. <laughs> this is, is taking a weird twist. A very weird this twist. This ride is kind it's of awesome.
2: <laughs> then, after you see that ghost, you run into a mill worker because the Dark Ride, when it opened in the 70s, was showing you how gunpowder was made. And all the infrastructure is still there.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: you know they
1: could build a whole land off of this ride right like you could have like the ride and then you could have like like a shooting gallery you could have like the cannibal like um instead of turkey legs it could be like people legs you know you can have like all kinds of like themed areas like attached to the ride
2: i was riffing one of these people at the park about the cannibal <laughs> and he was not keen to promote him in any way
0: ah uh, fair enough yeah, yeah. that's probably it's a, a weird thing to promote
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they're for the dark right for a moment they also have this recreation of a brig in the center that you can board mm-hmm. and you've got a captain and since it was a sly day you could literally count how many people were there on one hand i had um... them all to myself and i spent the half <laughs> hour just trying to get him to crack <laughs> so when he said all oh, oh, my... this cannibal was horrible i said but he had a charming personality <laughs> and he gave this horrified look saying no not really <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness okay so uh, uh, so if i ever make it down to tasmania i think i need to try this out because this sounds
2: you just set your expectations low because if the gloves came off it's disjointed poorly paced <laughs> and there's one thing you are not going to believe i'm going okay, to set this a... up for a moment yeah there's I'll, I'll paint a picture for you so after we see the cattle we come across an automatronic who sings an irish song about Matthew Brady and his gang, then we see the attack on Sorrel, which was disappointing because of just rushed through it. We spend like two, three minutes listening to this guy talk about Matthew Brady, which is boring. Because it wasn't anything interesting, it was just outlaying the reward for his capture. And we rush through Sorrel. And it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, except with projections and video screens. Then you spend a lot of time outside. Mm-hmm. Which, here comes the part which you people are not going to believe after the invasion of port sorel they steal a ship and they go out to sea where there's a storm and we're approaching this I think world of color waterfall maybe more davy jones showing the projection mm-hmm. of them struggling at sea and it's going over the ride path as well and i said oh my god i hope we don't get wet luckily just before yes. we get there this green cuts in half where the where the ride path is and But you see the founders are still running along the rye path and there's something hidden i said oh what is it you see it's a ship the anticipation is building then literally out we see the ships about to show up and then just out of nowhere what what i am not (laughs) kidding they play a pirate's life for me oh my god that's awesome (laughs)
0: And we've come full circle. Yes! Oh my goodness.
2: I couldn't help but laugh. And I just said, well, going to Tokyo is a waste of money. I just come here all the time now. I don't need to fly to Tokyo to see a a pirate's life for me.
1: I would pay to ride this ride. Wow. It's got cannibals. It's got ghosts. It's got Pirates of the Caribbean. It's got bush rangers. It's got edutainment. It's got a little bit of
2: everything. Yeah. It was an interesting dark ride. Oh my
0: goodness.
2: And in the next section, it was... Because clearly the subtlety of being inspired by the pirates of the Caribbean was not there. This was clearly inspired by that. Then, instead of the grotto, we go into a bush setting with talking skeletons. And yes. then a moment, I thought that's such an Australian joke. The skeleton who's talking to the wallabies is waiting for this guy <laughs> to get off the dunny. Aww. And it's just a skeleton sitting there.
0: Oh my goodness. This sounds like a... I, I kind of want to ride this. I kind of want to ride it.
2: If it doesn't cost the fortune to get to Tasmania than pay, then paying a February 22.50 to get on it, I'd say it's <laughs> worth experiencing. So I'm definitely well, going to experience it again.
0: If I ever make it down there, I'll probably give it a try.
1: <laughs> I can dig it. It sounds kind of cool. It sounds like a cool place. Yeah, I had a fun time,
2: but it's expensive.
0: <laughs> sounds like it. Okay, um, I'm going to ask a really quick question because we yeah. do need to get going. But, yeah. all right, really quick, both of you. Uh, Michael, Ooh. first, what's your favorite snack at Tokyo Disney Resort? Just one. Just one.
2: Mickey Waffle.
0: Mickey Waffle. And that's what I
2: can't good think. Good choice.
0: That, but... That's a good choice. Good choice. Trish?
2: Uh, oh, I can't think. Hot uh,
0: wine.
1: Cocktail at Teddy <laughs> Roosevelt Lounge. How did you guess that? I was going to say an alcoholic <laughs> beverage, Chris. <laughs> we, we've
0: we been doing this for over 100, 100 episodes. I know you're pretty good by now.
1: Uh, you got me. Yeah, that's it. Well, not hot wine, but yeah,
0: Close enough. Cocktails in general,
1: like. yeah.
0: And then, what about my, you? Me, uh, the the pizza spring roll, and it's back. Thank goodness it's <gasps> so back. Good. It was it was gone no, I tried for a while.
2: T- I tried it yes. in a few weeks.
0: Yes, try Ooh, it. You will yummy. not be disappointed. Also, the pizza, the deep fried pizza at Disney Sea, is being extended until July. Oh, norm- good.
1: I like that.
0: Because normally it's only a winter snack. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they've extended it, maybe because it sells well. I don't know. I bought quite a few over the winter, so maybe I had something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. So thank you again so much for coming on the show. We had a, It was a lot of fun learning about parts of Australia and, and about this weird Pirates of the Caribbean, Bush Ranger, zombie, cannibal, yeah. dark ride thing. I don't know what it is. <laughs>
2: If they figured if they could hit everything, it'd be memorable.
0: <laughs> so yeah, thank you again so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun, and um, we will talk to you again very very soon. And
2: thank you again for having me on the show. I want to go to Australia now.
0: Yeah, you do. You need to go. I have to. Go. You need to go. I, I I highly recommend it. All right, so uh, listener question. Let's get let's get this listener question, and this is related to our ebook actually. Um. How can I save my ebook to my devices?
1: That's a good question because I never know how to do this.
0: <laughs> um, so, once you buy the ebook, um, you will be given a special download code or like a download link, I should say, and you can download the PDF. And if you open it on, like, let's say your iPhone, uh, you have the option to actually save it to iBooks. So, you can do that. Um, if you open it on your computer you can just save it directly to your computer so you can look at it later um, there's a, there's a whole bunch of different ways it just depends on what device you open it on um, and if you open it like let's say you open it on your computer and you save it uh, you can transfer it to your phone um, you'll just have it depends on what phone you have and what kind of computer you're, you're using. There's different ways to do it. Um, if you just do a, a quick little Google search, there's 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 tons of tutorials out there on how to do all this stuff. But once you have that file, you can pretty much put it on any device that will read it. You could put it on your e-reader as well if it can display PDF files. So there's tons of ways to read the PDF, to read the book. And one of the one of the uh, park tips, this kind of leads into the park tip. Um, so save the ebook to your phone or if you want, you could print out um, some some of the pages. I don't recommend printing out the whole thing because it's 200 pages. That would be a pretty heavy ink. to carry. Yeah, that's pretty heavy to, uh, to carry. Yeah, it's very heavy. <laughs> um, but yeah, save it to your phone and then you have everything at your fingertips when you're at the park and and if you do want to print out some of the pages like print out some of the important ones like the there we we have some park maps in there that were created professionally so they're they're really awesome so
1: and i mean like we were talking with michael like a lot of people to get to japan have to take a long flight probably you can read it on the airplane on your phone
0: oh yeah you can easily read the whole thing on the airplane that's it's an easy read. I, I I did my best to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> so yeah, save it to your phone, and print out some of the pages. Not all of it, just some of it. <laughs> all right. Next, we need to say thank you, thank you to the following Patreon supporters. Oh my goodness, you you're you're all fantastic, all of you. You keep this show um,
1: running, you guys. Yes, thank you, you
0: do. Oh, my goodness. So if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can by going to patreon.com TDR now. So thank you to Bryson, Michael, Timothy, Carrie, Louis, Lee, Benjamin, Sophie, and Barb. <laughs> Barb is my mom. That is Mama Explorer. It feels weird saying her, her first name she always she's gets a special
1: gonna... shout out because she is she is mama explorer and we mama love explore. her and i'm sure you guys love her too if not you should so check her out on youtube she's amazing
0: Yep, yeah. yeah she's on yep yeah, she's she's on our youtube yeah. and then also uh thank you to dana is it dana yeah i think so uh dana holly marie leanne kathy jp jane angela darren alex claudia Acro Disney girl, <laughs> uh, Cl- Clarie. Sorry if I messed that up. Sarah, Amy, and David.
1: You guys, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your support.
0: And we do have our bonus episode for the month coming out very soon. I know we're a little late on that, but my excuse is uh, I had an ebook coming out, so <laughs> that is my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. so uh make sure you rate review us on itunes stitcher google play music or wherever you get your podcasts from make sure you rate us on there give us a good rating of course Um, if you haven't already subscribed i don't know why you haven't yet but make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get every episode as they come out if you have any questions or suggestions for the show you can send them to us contact at tdrexplorer.com and make sure you tell everybody about us if you know someone traveling to japan Hong Kong or Shanghai to go to the Disney parks, we'll send them our way. We'll help them out. Uh, you can find everything on our website, tdrexplorer.com, including the ebook. Uh, and you can also find us on social media at Twitter, at Twitter, on Twitter, and Instagram, at tdrexplorer, and also on Facebook, facebook.com, slash explore and i'm one of your hosts chris cheap content editor for tdr explore and i'm starting to get my allergies back because it's the flower or whatever flower season (laughs) i don't know what to call it whatever uh allergies yeah there we go so i can't taste any food right now so (laughs) (laughs) that is how things are going for me right now um and joining us always is Patricia. Hey
1: guys, I'm out there. I, I I've been eating food this time, uh, and you can see pictures <laughs> of that food on my Instagram and Twitter at Dream Love. Um, thank you guys thank you to all the patreon supporters thank you to the guys that you know even just listening just participating on the website website on facebook or commenting on like through youtube or just like any contact with you guys that that keeps us not just monetarily but spiritually going so thanks to all (laughs) of you um and um keep exploring we'll have more fun next week all right bye